You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. Three, two. Refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. drive me nuts if i can't find found this. it you did it, it's actually it's actually right it's actually like the week before quarantine march 5th oh. no shit Mar- are you serious yeah march 5th yeah so literally like like i said i was like i have no idea when this happened i was like it could have been yeah it was right before all of this yeah. shit happened because i'm i'm because I, I remember that you tweeted you tweeted out uh the pictures of all of them so i went go so i went searching Fucking MC Brooks and his research skills, man. That's like next level right there. Yeah, actually, I need to find those tweets because I need to know all the people that were in the bands. Because, yeah. Uh, I'll were... send you the... I had, a, I had a master list at one point, but it was on my other Mac, which is, like, not working right now. So I had to get another computer to record for our podcast and stuff. So You want can... the images? I can send you the, the images. Yes. In fact... Can... If I'm playing something through my through my uh, headphones, can y'all hear it? Like, tell me who's playing right now. No, I can't. Uh, no, I, I can't hear anything. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. I just wanted to be sure before I was like, oh, wait, what's this song? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right, back to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man can't multitask? <laughs> um, uh, dude, yeah, that one of our bands was Hyperspace Kamikaze, and we had... Um, Fuck the lead singer for I, Wasn't I it Howard know. Jones. Howard Jones, um, Claudio Sanchez oh, from yeah, yeah from Morello. Yeah, we got Tom Morello. We had Trujillo from Metallica. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Matt the, Bellamy from Muse. Thank oh, you, Matt on, Bellamy on from keys Muse. Yeah, and vo- on, keys and vocals on the fucking guitar. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was a dope lineup. And then we also had we had a jam band Rambo. The jam band was. Um, if this picture would ever load. Come on, you can do it. See, Weird Al was on there. I remember the... Uh... Beck, Beck is in the album, is in the band as well. Um, it's, it's, it's fucking dope. There's just a ton of, like, amazing musicians in the jam band. Um, fucking Gary Clark Jr. Um, That's Stuart, right, yep. Stuart Copeland on drums from The Police. We have um, 
uh, what's his name? One of the Mumford kids uh, is is on guitar and lead vocals. But Steve mentioned John Popper from Blues Traveler. Um, what's the what's the drummer's uh, dr- uh, Eric Bobo? Is that right? Yeah, Eric Bobo, for, uh, the percussionist. Yeah, we got a trump. Congos. Yeah. He's on. There's, yeah, he's on Congos and the uh, whoever the horn player from Flowbots. I don't I don't remember yeah. his name. Steve, what's the name of that bassist? The like the bald dude who like is like apparently the grandfather of all bassists, like. I don't remember who we put in that band, to be honest with you. Bald dude with a mustache. Like, if if you looked him up on YouTube, he just it's like just him. Like, he's not even paying attention. He's like, as he's like doing like a lecture, he's like, yeah, my name is this. And I'm kind of a turbo nerd. But watch me slap the shit out of this bass. And you're just like, holy fuck. Like, I wish I could remember his name. Um, The dude who created. Oh, yeah, um, Scott Bradley is on here. Thank you. Scott Bradley, the guy who created. um, Are you talking about Tony Levin? Yes, Tony Levin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we just kind of stuck him in here because we're like, well, he's literally capable of playing any bass of any style and at any time. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. And then we also had uh the Halcyon, which is our all-girl band, which was Pink. Um. It was. You had picked one of. You, Steve, I sent you, picked... you a tweet that you sh- you had everyone in there. Pink, Nancy Wilson, Sheila E. on drums. Oh my God, uh, that's Kate amazing. Bush, <laughs> yeah, uh, Bush. Saint Vincent and Kim Deal of the Pixies. Yeah, friggin' Annie of Saint Vincent who just like just kills it every single time. Yeah, that awesome band, man. Like, Holy oh yeah, fuck, that sounds am- see like this is this is the issue I run into is I'm not I'm not a music guy like you guys are. Yeah, and so I I get caught up like. If I'm if I'm asked on the spot, like, I don't know, what do you listen to? I'll go, uh, music. Um, <laughs> Ever so heard that song that goes, dee, 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 that brain dee, just goes dee, dee, blank. Yeah. But you like just listing off that group, like that group, I'm like, holy fuck, that'd be amazing because I know all those people. Yeah, dude, it, it's it was it was a fun show. Like that was that was back in the days before you know you could you were constantly available. Back when you know you worked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to rub salt in that wound, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, um, do you, Mike? Do you already have a playlist set up? Uh, no, we're going to do this shit live. So, yeah. so what I what I mean is, we might want to set one up on Spotify right now, so that we can add the songs in real time. That's so funny. that no one person, like, so that like you know, after the fact, you're not respond. Nobody was responsible for going through and like back channeling and adding things to it. Oh no no no! Yeah. Fuck that. I was no, gonna that. I was gonna keep tabs of it anyway because I'll, I'll I'll make it. <laughs> oh, you want? Oh, it's all yours then, MC. All yours, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna uh, make a list, but actually, it makes sense yeah. to just do it as we go. Yeah. All right. So, so I'll me... just make it. I'll just make it private, and then whenever we release the podcast, I'll make it public so we can uh, put the link out w- along with the podcast too. Cool. I was gonna do like our official intro, but nah, fuck that. We've had good content the whole way, so let's just you... like just keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want me to, uh, MC? Do you want me to send you, um, not necessarily links, but like, uh, uh, just message you the, the songs and and uh, bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. All right. Cool. That and t- that and tasteful nudes. We need those too. <laughs> well, always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every nude of me is tasteful. Obviously. I was yes. gonna say he didn't say who. He didn't say who. Find gross ones. Find gross ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that? Is that Mrs. Garrett from the Facts of Light? Like, <laughs> how old is she now? Damn, she did. All right. Okay. This will work. That could be Arthur. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> 
Oh, B. Arthur. Extra points if anybody knows what that's from. I, oh, fuck. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that B. Arthur? Outstanding. Oh, god damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to. I'm gonna have to Google it. No, go ahead. What is it? What's Your it from? Heads. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's when when Jan, uh, Jan Nelson comes in to negotiate the contract. And he walks by Pip, who is holding the, <laughs> the the pile of all the weird shit they've asked for. Yeah, they're uh, writers, so they can, yeah. So they can claim insanity later. Yeah. And he's looking through the photos. Yeah. And one of them was uh, nude photos of B. Arthur. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, man. That's a great one because... Um, like a behind the scenes with airheads when they're when he when uh brendan fraser gets outed for being a nerd named chester and all of the people out in the um crowd start responding about all the things that they did when they were teenagers like eating boogers and like masturbating constantly and stuff like that that's like lemmy and shit like out yeah. in the crowd yeah like are the ones that are saying that, and I thought that was fucking awesome. Like that and Harold Ramis's line when they're quizzing him to see if he's cool, and they're like, they're like, quick, who wins in a fight, Lemmy or God? And he's like, um, Lemmy. And they're like, trick, trick question, Lemmy is God. Lemmy is God. <laughs> Love that movie. Interesting that you guys mentioned Lemmy because that that might that might come up with what we're just talking about tonight. Uh-huh. Well then, why don't we kick this podcast off, and we'll talk about these things. So. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, and fuck, we have a date because MC is a goddamn internet sleuth and he found the date. So it's right before pandemic started, before all of the insanity, before the dark times, before the empire. Check it out. It's our super band fantasy draft is the name of the episode. And it's just, God, it's just such a fucking good group that we come up with. And like, the only thing I would be worried about is like ego. Would any of these musicians be like shitty to each other? Because like, oh, you can't be lead. I'm lead. This is my band. Like... That would be the only thing I think that would hold these guys back. But like now that we've been in this pandemic for as long as we have, maybe they'd just be down for fucking whatever. Maybe we need to send this out. Maybe we need to tweet we Weird Al and be like, bro, y- you got to make this happen. And I feel like if Weird Al says something, people are going to respond. I would. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. We one time, um, Jax made a Weird Al Lego minifigure out of spare parts that he had and we tweeted it to weird al and he responded and that was like nice. the highlights of my life i was very excited about that rambo i want to hear about your super band tell me tell me who you got i i want to hear this band that you right. you put together so meticulously which that's also mc's new one of his new names was uh meticulous charmer <laughs> yeah yeah, Rip, Ripley, um, Ripley the robot gave him that one. So, <laughs> so I was, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a huge music head in terms of like I listen to plenty of it, but it's not like, it's not my thing. Like I don't go to a lot of live music. Um, I don't really sort of really obsess or, or like like I would never put on an album and just lean back and listen to it. Um, so I, I was sort of rudderless in terms of what I wanted to, to who I wanted to pick. And so I decided like most things to go back to the nineties. Um, so let's see, uh, I'm going to start. I, all right. Let's just start from the top. Uh, Shirley Manson is for his lead vocals. Um, that woman has an absurdly good voice. Uh, and I realized that my band was, uh, was quite a sausage fest up until then. 
Um, so we need to have some some lady representation in there. Um, on lead guitar, I I initially had Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit. Um, because you can say whatever you want about that band. The band played very well. They were they were incredibly talented. Uh, Borland in particular could shred like a motherfucker. Um, yeah, for sure, dude. But I figured if I'm going to go for like the best guitar player I can think of from the time, um, I'm going with Mark Tremonti uh, from uh, Creed and now Alter Bridge. Nice. Um, dude. Because I that motherfucker. Just, uh, holy crap. I was just going to mention that based on your assessment of Limp Biscuit, but yeah. you beat me to it. Holy cow. <laughs> that dude can play some goddamn guitar. Um, yeah, it's absurd the way that guy plays. Um, I don't have good vocabulary for this, so it's going to be like, this is good. Um, he does good music. He does good music. Uh, bass players, I don't know a lot of bass players off the top of my head, so I just went with the most famous one I knew of. So I leaned toward uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And so Flea, we'll be playing bass. Um, yeah, I think that's a solid choice. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, I mean, it's, you know, he, he he's going to do whatever you need him to do, and that's really what matters. That's, that's why I hope for in a bass player is somebody who's, and who's do a solid it, foundation. And do it with no pants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cock socks all around. Yes. Um... And for drums, drums was another one where I was um, sort of divided between two people. Um, I was between Trey Cool from Green Day and Travis Barker from Blink-182. And I ended up going with Travis Barker, if for no other reason, that dude is like a fucking metronome. Um, There is a video from, God, like 10 years ago at this point, uh, of him playing drums to uh, um, Get Low by Flo Rida and if you haven't seen that I highly recommend it um, because if I recall correctly not only is he playing the drums he, so it's, it's like a, it's like session drums basically it's him by himself playing to the song as it plays um, he's got two pairs of drumsticks <laughs> he's holding a pair in each hand what? I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. I think I, I, think I know what video you're talking about. I gotta just give props to Travis Barker. When pandemic first started, um, no, I'm full of shit. It's just one. It, it, it's, it, just it, one. it's just the. It's just. It's just the he, one pair. He moves so fast it looks like a pair. <laughs> I, I feel um, like I've seen him play like that before, though. Yeah. I think that's what it was. When pandemic started, um, Post Malone did a Nirvana tribute that was it was a live tribute like he played like like 15 nirvana songs and it was so goddamn good i've mentioned it on the podcast but travis barker was his drummer and dave grohl watched the whole thing and he's like he's like damn i'm honored that travis barker was playing my parts man and like he's like he's a freaking drum god if dave grohl tells you that you're a drum god then like you're you're set for life like barker is is a badass on the drums so yeah definitely co-signing up Correcting my correction, he is in fact playing with two pairs of drumsticks. <laughs> the preview I saw, it looked like there was just the one. No, he's holding two drumsticks in each hand and playing, yeah. and it's fucking unreal. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, it's playing and it's playing on my headphones right now, and yeah, it's so fine. fucking cool. Yeah, it's some, it's some sort of like rock remix of a uh, of the song, and he's just destroying the drums in the song. 
Um, let me, Let me, I hate to do this to you, Rambo. I do want to kind of cut you short here because Steve is uh, short on time this evening. Sure, 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 sure. Um, who's your lead singer? No, I already said. She was the first one I said. Shirley Manson. Oh, Shirley Manson. Shit, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I you, I got so excited by all these other people that you added, and I forgot that you know you have like one of the dopest rock, rock chicks of all time. So yeah, well yes. done. Fuck yeah. Solid band, but what are you calling them? I don't know. I don't have a name for them. Well, Come on, what do you got? What do you well, think? It's interesting that you should mention that, sir, because we have a whole list of band names here. Um, you had see. to get them started. You had to get them into <laughs> the list. Here we go again. Rambo, it was your list, or it was your name that you came up with last week when we were doing the show, the Star Wars show. I really think lack, Lackluster Handjob works for this band. I don't know. I, I can't see any any one person in this in this band <laughs> either giving or inspiring such a thing. <laughs> no, because surely um, Manson would be into it and like probably punch you in the face. Um, every, yeah, everybody's yeah. gonna be all about that shit. Let's see. We could do upbeat tragedy. Um, oh, that's not bad. Pete Pete Moss and the Brown Boys. I like that with a female lead singer because they're gonna be like Pete Moss. Oh, okay. Wonder what this <laughs> dude looks like. And then it's Shirley Manson, and they're like, "Fuck, didn't see this uh. coming." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. Um, honestly, Upbeat Tragedy is is pretty good. It's a little emo, but yeah, I think it works. I think it works. a little more punkish than emo, this this particular lineup, right? But it could work. Um, there is one that was inspired by a, um, a GGR fan, um, and it was inspired by the current um, misadventures of... Ben Shapiro on Twitter and what he had to say about uh, the concept of uh, WAP. Um, and the name is Poorly Advised Gynecological Misadventure. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's an option. It's just, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> not saying you got to do it. But I mean, it's and just, just the abbreviation. Yeah, it is. But the abbreviation of PAGM, P-A-G-M. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, PAGM. What does PAGM stand for? And then somebody yells it from the back of the, from the, back of the crowd. <laughs> Nothing you want to have anything to do with. It's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this fucking playlist oh. already. I'm sorry. Go ahead, oh. MC. One correction. Travis Barker, only two sticks. Really? I'm watching the video right now. Yeah, the, right. the video. We're, it, we're officially sticking. I, I read the comments. Yeah. Apparently, the video is just really low res. So it it's looks like he, and he's just playing really fast. But like when, like in the moments where he's pausing, it's just one stick. Travis Barker has broken the internet apparently. I... Is there confirmation that there's just? All right, assholes. I'm watching it. I'm watching. It looks like two. Like now that I read that, I, I I can I can see that. Steve, are you gonna check it out too? Yeah, sure. It's so like the, it the... like I I can see like it looks like two sticks too. Yeah, but it's, so, so what's what's throwing me is um, it, it totally looks look like, like two sticks. It doesn't look like a blur. It looks like he's holding two sticks. Yeah, but he's just playing really fast because like there there are, there are parts where he's just playing with one hand and he has his left hand resting on his leg and you can clearly see at that point just one stick. Interesting. Maybe it's actually like, if you go to if you pause it at i'm trying to get the timestamp exactly right maybe he's like general grievous where like he has one like it's you know two arms right and then in, <laughs> in battle mode or in travis's case drum mode it separates into two extra ones so he can kill all the jedi you know i'm 
I I don't know. The more I'm watching it, actually, it's it's pause more it at, contested. If you pause at like two, like around two forty four or two forty five, he like stops, and you can clearly see like him holding just one stick in each hand before he like right before he starts playing again. I think you're right. Yeah. Steve, what's your assessment on this, bud? I I I think it's hilarious that your joke originally was I think he's playing so fast that it looks like two sticks turned out to be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's legit. Yeah, I think it's I I think it's the speed with which he's playing but it's also just the the video itself um it's like when a uh, uh, like a helicopter's uh, uh rotor matches up with the actual like film speed on camera so it looks like it's not moving at all i think it's just the way that the the the, the video actually captured his movement and it's so low res like mc mentioned yeah um yeah either way it's fucking dope you should listen to it <laughs> This is like the only internet conspiracy I can get behind. I'm just saying. <laughs> Did he play with four sticks? All right. Steve's running out of time. He's got to put the kids to bed. Ah. Get this, let's get this damn playlist uh, started here. Um, again, the rules are simple. What the fuck are you listening to? That's I, I want this because I want everybody to be able to share. But not only that, too, it's really awesome in doing this. A friend of ours, and actually, she wrote an article for GGR like in our first year. Um, went by Danny Rogue. She's been a friend of mine since high school. She's awesome. She's in a, some amazing music. We basically combined what the fuck are you listening to po- a playlist together on Spotify. And basically we're like swapping songs and it's been an awesome experiment. I want to do the whole, the same thing, but for everybody on a bigger scale here. So Steve, Monik, get us started. What are we putting on this playlist, bud? So in less than a month it will be the 50th anniversary of black sabbath's album paranoid uh so i have been knee deep in classic heavy metal uh specifically that album um and that's you know so we'll we'll just we'll just say if you're looking for a specific song we'll just say the song paranoid um because the single uh came out uh 50 years ago on tuesday uh, so, you know, it's, I, I mean, that's a huge, huge milestone, especially for a band that kind of set the foundations for the genre of music, or maybe I should, a better thing is planted the, the roots for the trunk that would become heavy metal. And then all the branches that we have today, uh, you know, like the weird progressive and, and all the weird stuff that I like, but, um, yeah, I really, really been listening to, to the classics. Uh, for heavy metal so a lot of uh, 70s and 80s stuff uh that album by black sabbath um you know some motorhead we, we mentioned lemmy earlier so if you want a specific song overkill uh i've been listening to that album uh some judas priest uh let's see oh iron maiden uh, i've been listening to a lot of iron maiden which is an inspiration for my favorite band dream theater um so you know just kind of cranking up the fast-paced heavy you know kind of influential bands from the 70s and 80s because when i was reading about that um that anniversary coming up i'm like gotta blow off the dust on some of these classics and and get the lead out i've been doing a little bit of that too so um yeah i mean sorry that's kind of a shotgun blast of different things i've been listening to but uh hopefully it starts off maybe you could 
Again, I can't help but do playlist theme style. I'm like, let's do it chronologically. So start with like 70s and 80s, and then someone next person stacks some 90s, and then some 2000s and 2010s. And but no, I, the the playlist <laughs> I guess should just be you know whatever you're listening to. But yeah, that's that's where I've been at, man. Here's the cool thing about this, Steve, is if we had every single person on this podcast that was as riddled with ADD as I am, then nothing would get done. Like it would just be like, <laughs> just like monkeys, monkeys banging on typewriters trying to write a novel. Like we need somebody who's organized. So the fact that you're just like, here's my thought process and here's how I do this. Instead of me being like, I listened to this song and then I listened to this other song and then I heard this jingle on the radio and now I want to hear this song. Like it's, it's all good, man. That's what's going to make this playlist fun is that it's, it's a little, it's a little flavor of it. It's, it's a buffet, if you will, a buffet of amazing music from various genres and styles and some will have a theme some won't some will just be uh detachable penis by king missile so there you go <laughs> just, just that a hundred times wonderful title and artist name i fucking love that song it's like the weirdest shit that i've ever heard in my life i remember being like 12 years old and it came on the radio and i'm like are they allowed to play this like, am I supposed to be listening to this? I mean, I mean, they are, so they must be able to. But my goodness, yeah, I, yeah, and the and it's like spoken word, and he's just like going off. He goes off on this tangent and about like, and I saw my penis for sale. Somebody was selling it at a yard sale, and I decided maybe I should buy it. Well, maybe I shouldn't. It gets me into a lot of trouble. And it's I've been thinking about put atta- permanently attaching it, and like it, it's just it's so off the wall. Therefore, there's my first song on the playlist, and that's King Missiles detachable penis oh one sorry one more i forgot it's also in september the 40th anniversary of the album blizzard of oz so i've been kind of on an ozzy osbourne kick if you couldn't tell um so that's like the album that has like mr crowley and crazy train on it um so yeah big big month for ozzy you know 40th and 50th anniversary for those two kind of classic albums so if you could put one of those songs on there as well oh yeah i mean it's, it's our playlist. We can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Do you have any any particular songs from those albums? Just so uh, I'm, not, I'm not adding the entire album to this playlist. Oh, come <laughs> on. All right, songs, yeah. all of them. So the actual song Paranoid off the album, because that was, you know, that's a great song. Um, let's let's just do Crazy Train. Everyone likes Crazy Train. Uh, Overkill, uh, like the, the song, again, I'm doing a lot of like, the song off the same titled album so i hope you don't accidentally grab the full album um by motorhead what else did i mention because i've been listening to a a lot of different stuff that's like that classic oh i I just mentioned iron maiden but uh what's a good one from iron maiden i mean everyone likes the album the number of the beast but i don't want to do it put the trooper on there that's a great song um did i mention anyone else i can't remember it doesn't matter that's plenty there's there's a lot of classic heavy metal bands but that's fine right what was the what was the uh motorhead song overkill overkill all right yeah oh you know what i did mention judas priest excuse me i apologize you know what's weird i really like their opening uh put electric eye on there that's a good song i mean they got it they got a lot of them screaming for vengeance you got another thing coming man there's a lot of good ones off this whole album but i love the hellion the like the kind of like crazy guitar intro that starts off that album into electric eye but uh that's not really a song so much as it's like a prelude to destruction 
<laughs> I'm looking for there was a post that um can our video game contributor Russ Brown made about like you can sing the words to this song to the beat of this and I can't remember what it was. Oh my, what is that? But what we did was is we found other songs that you could sing it to as well and I'm trying to find it. Oh, um you talking about uh uh the fact that was it Sylvia Plath. It was yeah, but it was um uh Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. She yeah, she writes in in like standard meter or something. And yeah. so you can there's like Gilligan's Island is the one I always default to. Yeah. You can read all of her poems <laughs> to the tune of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. There was and mine was um it was um a Judas Priest song and I can't remember what Judas Priest song. I want to say it was Breaking the Law. Is you could sing it to Breaking the Law as well, <laughs> and like it just reading Emily Dickinson to Breaking the Law was pretty pretty fantastic. So, all right, last thing I'll say before I got to jump off. Speaking of Judas Priest, I remember when I freaking fell in love with that band. I was watching VH1 in college, and I was watching come out to uh, you know like their concert, and they're they're playing their first track or whatever, and the dudes are all in a line together. And their left hand is is doing the the you know the fingering the picking or not the picking but the the, the fingering on the the guitar neck, and then they have their arm crossed over and they're picking the next guy's guitar. What uh, it, the it's, fuck? It was I was like I I don't I don't understand I don't understand how this is happening how there's like four people in a row playing each other's guitars. Uh, it, it was it was just something where I was like. Man, there's some people out there that got so good at music, they just got bored, and they're like, let's just start doing, like, trick shots almost, like a sports version of, of music somehow. And I was like, I know Judas Priest is kind of known for their showmanship, like riding motorcycles on stage and whatnot, but, like, that was, like, something I could appreciate from the musicality, because that can't be easy to, you know, move your fingers for playing your chords or your riff on your guitar, but then picking in time, like, for the bass or something like that. Like, that's crazy to me. I'm looking at Emily Dickinson poems right now, and yeah, you <laughs> you can you can do it, yeah. And this is the poem that it was. You can do it to breaking the law. Um, the yeah, the poem is because I could not stop for death, and the it's because I could not stop for death. He kindly stopped for me. Yeah, like you can totally do that as breaking the law, and like I could I, I want to see if we tweet Rob Halford if he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. The carriage held but just Mike. ourselves and immortality. See, I mean, come on. Just make a Lego minifig of him and, and you'll get it. <laughs> and then I'm good, yeah. And I had to put, oh, yeah, like, yeah. All right, gents, I got to roll. All right, thanks, Steve. Keep rocking, up, dudes. Please. James Rambo. Yeah. The fuck are you listening to right now? Um, so me and Katie just finished uh, Buffy, um, a full rewatch of Buffy from beginning to end, um, and then immediately started Angel and then fell off of that. Um, but the the music budgets for those shows, well, at least for Buffy, uh, certainly got bigger the longer they went, um, to the point where like name bands started popping up on there but there was this one song that i heard uh at the bronze which was sort of uh, uh 
uh, uh, what's the word looking for? Asymptomatic, for lack of a better term. Um, uh, abnormal, uh, unusual to be heard at the bronze because it was kind of upbeat. Um, and it was a, uh, I look them up there, it's a band called My Vitriol, and the song is called Cemented Shoes. And it was just this sort of like fast, you know, uh, sort of up, you know, poppy, rocky song that I really dug. Sweet. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we had to do this a little a little odd just because, you know, time constraints and because we, we got off into some tangents. But, like, yeah. I think if we just go round robin here and just each kind of list a song, um, yeah. Poppy, we'll use that as kind of a theme here and we'll each kind of build off of that. Like, each person's song should try to find something in common. Like, like Jeopardy, common bonds. We find something to bond it to the thing that we're doing here. So the, no, I'm, I'm just making it because I'm just making a list. Uh, Steve, like rapid firing all those songs. It was too much <laughs> to try to add them yeah, no, <laughs> at know, one yeah. time. So I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm, I'm just making the list. I'm going to add them after. Fair enough. That's fine. Um, Poppy, let's talk Poppy. Um, he's one of my favorite musicians to listen to when I'm in a mood where I just want to listen to something chill. Um, anytime I listen to this dude play. It makes me feel like I'm sitting on a beach in Hawaii, just like chilling, like and that I have like some sort of beverage that's in a coconut husk as I, as I drink it. And that's Jack Johnson. Um, I dude, I like I don't know how this guy manages every single song just seems chill. Like the guy's got like no worries in his life. But like also, too, like if you look at his career and what he's done, it's not just like, hey, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to sing my songs. I'm going to play my guitar. I'm going to make a shitload of money. And that's it. Jack Johnson is doing some amazing stuff with his money. Like he donates to so many charities. Like I'm pulling up his, his website right now. Um, Cause I looked into this because I reached out to his uh, tour manager in hopes that maybe we could get him on the podcast. Um, you know, just cause why not? Right. Or second say is no. Exactly. Or just not respond, which is what they did. <laughs> um, which is again, which is fine. But like, because he's from Hawaii, um, the ocean is a big part of, you know, Hawaiian culture is his life. And like, he just, he does so much work with charity. So like in 2008, him and his wife, Kim, created the Johnson Ohana Charitable Fund, a nonprofit public charity supporting environmental art and music education worldwide. So they're teaching kids about the importance of like, hey, you should you should make sure the environment you know doesn't collapse like art is awesome music is awesome i mean these are these are fantastic things but like he he donates a ton to um like the earthquake that uh, hit ja uh, japan in 2011 um they gave they gave seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then they played a charity event uh and raised another seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. he donated fifty thousand dollars to global giving's Jap uh, japan earthquake and tsunami relief fund like if that, like, other side of the country, he donated $50,000 for Hurricane Sandy relief, like, in 2012. So, like, the guy does good stuff with his money. And, like, also, too, just chill-ass music. Uh, it's called <laughs> I Got You, uh, off of his most recent album. And that most recent album is called uh, All the Light Above It Too. So, yeah, he's he's good shit, dude. You can't go wrong with Jack Johnson. 
Which you got for us, MC Brooks? Awesome. I just wrote that down. <clears throat> All right, awesome. Um, so the so full disclo- full transparency. Uh, I didn't prepare anything for this. <laughs> so even better. I'm I'm li- I literally have my Spotify open so I can just cause cause I've been mostly listening to uh, a ton of my play- a ton of uh, like my own playlists that I've just ma- that I've made in the past and just kind of rediscovering stuff that way. But I, the first song I do want to I do want to mention is one that it is like I found on YouTube about a month ago by month ago um, as I was I mean you you guys know how it is when you get into a rabbit hole you find one thing you just start clicking through stuff mm-hmm. well I, I got into a little bit of a musical rabbit hole where I saw this one band I don't remember their name but it was their their name kind of caught me off their, their name uh, caught me off guard. And I was just clicking through and just finding stuff. And I found this one band uh, called Longbeard. Uh, unsurprisingly enough, none of the band members have beards. But I was like, huh, Longbeard. That sounds interesting. Let me let me see what this is about. And just from the opening chords of the song, like, have you all ever just heard a piece of music and it instantly just kind of places you in this feeling of like summer nostalgia just hanging out or just being on the beach or or just being at a campfire just being around good people having a good time and it just instantly places you there like this the, their uh, Longbeard song means to me which is a a sad song if you actually listen to if you actually look up the lyrics to it but if you don't if you just feel the music just just listen to and take it take it all in like it gives you this overwhelming just feeling of nostalgia and just like this peace that just that just comes over you um uh, the last time i went to uh, the park because i normally go to the park on weekends part of my workout routine i i brought i i, I literally sat, sat on the bench by the lake and just turned the music on and just instantly just felt this overwhelming calm his overwhelming piece. Uh, the genre of music that they make is called uh, dream pop. Um, and like in in listening to their entire album, just from beginning to finish, like not, and I don't I don't say this to to uh, like in a bad way, but like all the music just kind of, like it's so it just so seamlessly runs together. Uh, that you like you almost can't even tell like that there are breaks in between songs because each song just seemingly you just kind of float through it and before you know it you've already floated in the track two or floated in the track three and so on and so forth and and like the vocalist uh has some of she has some of the most amazing just dreamy vocals i have i have ever listened to like it, it, it it's almost like it's a it, like it's almost like the music is acoustic but like with a full band playing um, the song's called Means to Me. I, if anyone wants to, to, to check them out, and to kind of tie them to, to something Mike mentioned about the, the goodwill that uh, Jack Johnson does, like if you follow Longbeard's uh, Twitter, like they are very invested in uh, many issues that affect disenfranchised communities. For example, back in uh, June when uh, you know Bandcamp had their the day where they were waiving the fees and and uh, you know allowing allowing artists to make all of the money that they can make, uh, Longbeard actually donated a hundred percent of the proceeds from their Bandcamp day 
to uh, an organization that helps uh, black trans youth find housing. And I thought that was really awesome. I thought that I thought that was that was really awesome. And if you scroll down their feed, like if 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 it's not something directly related to their music, then they're they're uh, raising awareness on uh, ways that you can uh, uh, contact people to try to get justice for Breonna Taylor, or uh, reiterating that you know certain uh, that you know the the origins of like the the genre of music that they make was created by Black folks, and and like. You don't often get that kind of transparency from from musicians as far as them publicly acknowledging acknowledging that they are, you know, a guest in the genre of music that they create because they love it. But I thought that was really awesome, and the music is really great, also. What was the uh, the song you were mentioned? Oh, it's called "Means to Me" by Longbeard. And it will be on our dope playlist too. So there's that. So once people actually, you know, like hear the podcast, they can actually you know, listen to the playlist too. So there's that. <laughs> Mike, what do you got? Where's it, Rambo? It's Rambo's turn. Rambo, yes. Rambo, what you got? Um, all right. So if we're seems like we're we're kind of going in a, a dreamy sort of ethereal direction. Um, so uh, Spotify mixes, we'll we'll put together some some. Uh, pretty impressive uh, mix for you. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, and if you let it run long enough, it just keeps adding new songs onto it. And I don't know w- exactly which one I found this on, but it's a band called St. Lucia uh, or Lucia. Um, and the song is called A Brighter Love. And it is very, uh, like, it starts in, like, very bass heavy. Um, it has... It's the kind of song you would see over a montage of a beach party. Um, yeah, really heavy electronics. Um, yeah, the yeah you know, we don't you don't get any vocals until about a minute in. Um, but yeah, it just you know it, it it's it's the kind of thing you can put onto and just kind of vibe out to. Uh, I love the so, beach yeah. theme that we got going on, by the way. Like. I really think that's pretty cool that we've got this like cohesive like let's just run with this beach shit. Steve's like metal and we're like beach music. <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, like I was, I thought that that was kind of what I had in mind. Yeah. And I was thinking about like because it because it's summertime, so like a lot of the music that I'm listening to is a lot lighter yeah. and like not so much he- not not as heavy and stuff as, as some of the stuff that I do enjoy. So I was kind I kind of came into this thinking that this was a like a summer playlist we were putting together. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like, you know, because he had to bounce early, we literally could have set the ground rules had he been able to do a full episode like we did the other uh, the last times. But like, it is what it is, you know, like we can have some some power metal and and set like a whole separate GGR metal playlist. I think that that works great because there are lots of metal heads. Uh, in our group and people who listen. So I think that's that's what we'll do is we'll, we're literally creating two playlists at the same time. That's how we roll here. We got our summer playlist and then we also got the, the heaviest shit. So there, you know what? How about we do that? We each come up with like, what are you picking? Summer or, or heavy? What do you got? Oh, I got something for the heavy playlist. Sweet. All right, let's throw it in there. Like that's that sounds solid because I'm trying to think of some more summertime stuff right now and i'm drawing a blank um <laughs> but i don't really have anything heavy so 
so what I want to do is, is I want to do a song that I feel like if we had on a playlist at a beach party with all of our GGR folk, right? Like all, all of our friends, all of our family, all the people who listen. If this song came on, no one's going to be like, ah, turn that shit off. They're going to be like, oh, this is a cool cover. And I remember when they did that when Pandemic first started. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day has been doing covers of 80s songs pretty much like once a week or once every two weeks. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he did a banging cover of I Think We're Alone Now that I absolutely love. And I've probably played like 50 times since the pandemic started. And if you watch the video, it's on YouTube. It's Billy Joe, Billy Joe on guitar, lead vocals, his son on bass and his other son on drums. And they're all good. Like, he just, like, apparently, it's genetic, apparently, music talent. Like, I mean, obviously, there's skill and, and practice involved there, too. But, like, it's just so cool that he can just, like, jam out with his kids, too. So, definitely got to add that one to the playlist as well. What's the makes, name of it again? It's I Think We're Alone Now by alone. Billy Joe Armstrong. I'm actually listening to it right now. Well, actually, you guys are, too, because it's in the backing track of the playlist. Yeah, there's something like I I know people shit on Green Day. Like I, I don't care. We 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 joked about this. Um, I, I put it in the um in the group chat, and it it warrants a little sidebar conversation. I talked about things that the internet is ruined, and the first thing that I mentioned was Shrek, because <laughs> I I love the first Shrek movie. I love the second Shrek movie. So does my son. And then, of course, as a young boy want to do when he gets on the Internet the first time, you look up the things that you love. So he looks up Shrek and what does he find? You know, like Shrek is love. Exactly. Shrek is life. Like fucking people, man. Like, <laughs> you're ruining a perfectly good kids movie with that shit. Like, it's become, it's, Shrek has become like part of the dank meme culture, too. So like people will just insert Shrek in just into like everything. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, here's a video of us playing FIFA. Why is Shrek running in the background chewing on the chili dog? I don't know. Because he's Shrek. Because it's the internet. Yeah. It's it. The reason I brought this up, because it ties in with um, Rambo's um, super band that he created. When he talked about, I don't care how much shit Limp Biscuit and Creed have gotten. These guys need to be in my band. The internet ruined Creed. I feel like Limp Biscuit ruined Limp Biscuit, so that's yeah. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, internet had no, the, internet, the internet ruined Nickelback. <laughs> yes, which was brought up in the group chat as well. Like that, the internet ruined Nickelback. But like, I feel like Creed got put into that same category. And Creed, I again, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I like Creed. Like their first couple albums were solid, dude. And Scott Alter Stapp, and go ahead. He Scott Stepp has that voice that is quintessential. Uh, late nineties, hard rock. Yeah. Um, but so does Scott Weiland. So does fucking, uh, 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 Oh, what is it? Lane Staley? Uh, so does, you know, like think yeah. of most, you know, Eddie Vedder, like 
there there's so much uh um i guess at that point you know when creed hit they they came on the the heels of so many bands like them um or rather they or they, they were doing doing something very much like what other bands had been doing so i guess it was just like passe at that point um but like i don't know it's there's there's no fucking nuance man like <laughs> there's it's not enough that you know you like or dislike something it has to be amazing or it has to be terrible yeah, um exactly. yeah. and like the worst thing you can say about nickelback is there's some mediocre songs that's it yeah, their first album, Silver Side Up, is a goddamn good album. Oh, I agree. It's for me, it was literally everything else they put out. That, that is, it's probably that's why I, I won't lie. I participated in some of the slander because I really like that rock star song is one of the most obnoxious songs I've ever listened to. Oh, it's a terrible song, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I can point toward like there's some very famous artists that have entire albums full of garbage. Um. So I don't know. It, it's sure. it's it becomes once something's become a joke online, it is hard to go back from that. Yeah. Um. You got you got to work real hard or like lean into it, and then like a perfect example of that, Rick Rowland, because um, Rick Astley was thought of as a joke for a very 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 long time, and okay. Rick he got he, the Rick Roll thing happened. It became an internet thing. And then, like the internet does often, it actually happened with the Star Wars prequels as well. All of a sudden, they're looked on with a little bit of respect and reverence, and it slowly mm-hmm. but surely gains steam. Like right now, Rick Astley, like people are like, this dude fucking rocks. The Foo Fighters did a song with him. Like I- I'm telling you, dude. Like it, it's Astley did it the right way instead of just being like, I can't believe you guys are fucking doing this. Like he was just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. At least I'm relevant. Like it's. I think it's something to not not trying to fight it, but also, you know, Rick Rowling has been around for over a decade at this point. Yeah. And so anything that's in the public consciousness, good or bad for that long, people start to look at it and they start to look at it objectively or subjectively. And it it becomes this sort of examination of like, well, what what is the actual significance of this and how is it uh, uh, is it worthwhile or not? And, you know, when you really listen to Rick Astley's music, you're like, oh, he's got one of the best voices in, like, pop and R&B the last 40 years. Um, But this one song became a joke, not even because the song was bad. It just became a joke. Yeah. Um, Yeah. More than likely because a bunch of us grew up hearing it on the fucking ads for, like, the, you know, like, like 80s mix CDs and shit. Oh, yeah. It's it's burned into your brain. Like everybody knows the words to that song. I mean, literally, I think all of us could just we've known each other for so long. You know, the rules. And so do I like you literally can just start spouting it off. Yep. There is. It... Go ahead, man. No, uh, what I was going to say, too, I think the other side of a of a Rick Astley um, is someone like a Rebecca Black who yeah. had that unfortunate Friday song. Um, yes. God, it, turned, it, turned, it turned what nine? I think it turns nine this year. I think. Shit. Um, but some, but like I watched an interview that she did that she did recently, and like she spoke, she spoke on how because of that song and because of how poorly received and how made how um 
uh, how uh, like how ne- the, all the negativity surrounding that song, like it it drove her into like these this these really dark places, like where she's she's been to therapy, and like she makes music now, and like I I've listened to some of her music now, it's it's actually really damn good, like it's very night and day from the the trash pop she made at thirteen. But because of that thing that followed her around at 13, uh, she spoke on the fact that like producers now like refuse to work with her because of because of uh, because of her name. They were uh, writers and other people, other other people in the music industry who flat out refused to interact with her at all solely because of the negativity surrounding that music. And that even though kid, that's so fucked up. Yeah. And so, like, even though like she's in her mid twenties now, and she's she's, I mean, she's got a pretty decent fan base. I've looked at their Spotify numbers; like, she does pretty good numbers. And like I said, the music she makes now is really good. But she she says that she's had a lot of difficulty, like, trying to get the music into the hands of the right people, solely because of everything that happened with that bad music video uh, uh, ten years ago. You know, yeah, it's. Like we talked about, like, yeah, okay, so Rick Rolling became a thing, it was a joke, it was funny, ha 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 ha. But then also, too, you got shit like this happened because of the internet, you know? Like, they people shit on a kid making a fun video. Like, okay, yeah. her lyrics are so dumb. She's fucking 13. Yeah. And, she's she, a, didn't, and she didn't write any of them. Literal like the, child. The, yeah. <laughs> You know, like the like, the rapper that's the rapper that was in that in that video, like that was his whole shtick was uh, creating these corny, trashy pop songs from little 12, 13 year old girls who wanted to get who wanted to get into music. Like he, all he was doing was exploiting children to try to make himself uh, make himself look better. That's why he was always featured in the, in in each one of those songs. Oh God. <laughs> so um there's a, a a group called choir 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 uh out of i think toronto and for the most part um it's so it, it's it's a, a a group of choral singers uh that are all organized um to perform like a specific song right um, and it's, it's like somewhere between acapella and, um, uh, like a live band. So there is a live band that plays. Um, but we're talking like, you know, like imagine the nine thirty club filled to the brim with choral singers. <laughs> so the audience is the performers. Awesome. Um, and they've had a couple of, uh, uh, of name artists come out and perform with them. And one of them was Rick Astley and they sang never going to give you up. And it is one of the most beautiful performances I've ever seen. Never gonna let you down Never gonna 
so genuine. Like it's it's earnest in a way that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, and I think you know what, this is the perfect time for something that is legitimate, that is genuine, and is like, you know, let's celebrate this thing that we love. Not because it's not ironically, not because it's funny, but because we actually love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Rick actually with choir, 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 saying never gonna give you up. Yeah, it's an entire like. I think it's like the basement of a, a bar in Toronto. Um, this was a couple years ago. Um, yeah, there's like 200 people all singing. Um, highly recommended looking that up. It's yeah. very, very good stuff. Um, but yeah, like sometimes it can come full circle. Um, and, and like similarly, uh, I remember seeing a year or two ago, maybe even longer, uh, Rebecca Black basically doing like a director's commentary re-watching the Friday video and making fun of it. Awesome. And just being like, oh, God. <laughs> I, see, I, I, I appreciate that. Because, like, you know who else did something similar? Was, remember, and it's become an internet meme, but Shia LaBeouf went and watched, like, all of his movies that he had done. Like, and it's become, like, a meme where they show, like, the, the reaction shots of him, like, watching his own movies. Like, these were children, who were doing adult jobs, musicians, actors, and like we hold them to such a ridiculous standard. It's just like, it's so yeah. fucked up. Can you imagine? Like, I made dumbass movies when I was in high school. Like, I wanted to be a director, right? So, like, we made a movie where we pretended that like two of the guys in my film production class were Terminators and we had them fight each other. It was stupid. Like, I could, I just imagine like, the internet getting a hold of that and being like, Oh, whoever directed this is an idiot. Oh, there's a jump cut right there. What a fucking buffoon. This guy's a clown. Like he, yes, you're right. And I'm a kid. Like if, if the dumb shit we did as kids was held to the standard, like now, can you like, how do fucking kids function now? Like it's it just blows, it blows my mind. It, it is a completely it, different world from what we, what we grew up with. And like, we didn't grow up 30 years ago. It's, you know, time and, and everything else has just moved so much faster and changed so so mm -hmm. completely. Yeah, like, perfect example, okay? Let's say one day after school, cute girl that you've always been interested in is like, hey, um, can you give me a ride home from school? And you're just like, I, I have other things to do, but I don't have anything to do now. Hell yeah, I'm giving you a ride home. Um, this isn't like, you know, based on my real life or anything like that. Um, but then when you get to her house, she's like, hey, you want to come in for a little bit? And you're like, this girl's way too hot for me. What's going on? And then you guys end up doing things, right? And it's fun <laughs> and enjoyable and wonderful. And then you go and you uh, hang out with your friends and you tell your friends and none of them believe you. If this was the Internet age, there would be something. There would be a text. There would be a picture. There would be something. Hmm. But like, it's so, it's so interesting how different things are, but also too, people's lives get ruined for that shit. Like, Hey girl, you know, send me a topless picture. She's, and then all of a sudden everybody has a picture of it. Like yeah, this is, that, yeah. that was, uh, that, that was one of the main storylines that happened in star girl, uh, this season. No it, shit. I yep, still gotta when, watch that. I still gotta watch yeah, star girl. That, that, yeah. that, when you, when you, um, um, uh, I can't. Remember, I can't. Remember, I, I wanted to say Renee Montoya. That is not. That is not Wildcat's name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's basically the 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 like the origin of kind of her story, which is she's dating this guy at school, and he, you know, he he pretends to like her. 
you know, he asks for a picture. She does it, goes to school next day. Next thing you know, it's everywhere. What an absolute piece of shit. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I also like how the show, like, handles that whole thing. So, yeah, y'all should definitely watch it. Well, there you go. Let's um let's jump back into our playlist. And and actually this is a perfect tie-in. I'm gonna go ahead and do throw another song out here, guys, and then you guys can throw some out here too. Um there was an internet feud because there was a back and forth diss track going between um this rapper and the legendary Eminem. Uh, and that's Machine Gun Kelly. Some people will have you believe that, oh, Machine Gun Kelly got blown to pieces by Eminem and his career's over and he's so blah blah blah. Now he's in another genre. Dude, fucking Machine Gun Kelly did a goddamn great pop punk song called Bloody Valentine. I don't give a fuck what your justification is with Eminem. I think Eminem's a great artist. I think Machine Gun Kelly's a great artist. I've seen Machine Gun Kelly pick up an acoustic guitar and do a fucking amazing rendition of one of my favorite songs of all time, and that's Everlong by the Foo Fighters. So Machine Gun Kelly automatically has my respect. But Bloody Valentine sounds like it was done by Blink-182. It's like if you took Blink-182 and uh, All American Rejects and mashed them up, they made this song. And not only that, it's him and um, I'm just blanking on her name right now um, in the music video. Um, oh, um, the girl from Transformers. Why can't I remember? Um, gosh, uh, Megan Fox. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. So not only is it good music, you know, you got Megan Fox to look at, too. So, you know, you got that going for you. But yeah, great song. I really enjoy it. It's it's very it's an interesting departure for him from what he's known for. But like. It's just this awesome trend that I'm seeing where you have people like him, you have people like Posty, I mentioned him earlier, that are just incredibly talented musicians across the board. It's not just rappers. Like Post Malone picked up a goddamn guitar, was dressed in a dress like a la Kurt Cobain, and sang the shit out of some Nirvana songs. And like that just it, it gives me hope for for modern music, because for a while there being in, you know, you get in old man mode, you're like, ah, there's no such thing as good music anymore. Ah. Like these these fucking kids can play, man. And like I think it's it's kinda awesome. So give some love to uh, Machine Gun Kelly there. I'm listening to this song and it sounds like he's doing a British accent. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but that's very punk. It's so odd. Like I I, I don't know. I like the song. Yeah. But it's like if I if I didn't know who he was, I'd be like, Oh, it's like some band out of like Liverpool or something. Okay, cool. But think about Green Day. Billy Joe Armstrong does did that with a lot of their early stuff. Like when you listen to um, when you listen to Dookie, there's like there's times where you're like, is he British? Are they where are they? And you're like, oh, they're from San Francisco. Oh, that's fucking weird. Like that's kind of a punk thing is to have that that way of delivering your your vocals. I I'm not going to disagree with you, but I've never once thought, are they English? And I hear this song and I'm like, <laughs> this sounds like an English accent. <laughs> Okay. But I'll 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 re-listen to to some old Green Day. Like I said, it's it's not a criticism. It's just it's so specific. We get Machine Gun Kelly on <laughs> on the podcast. We're like, hey MGK, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good, Governor. How are you? Yeah. Oh, fuck, you are doing a fake. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> hello, hello. What's all this then? MC man, give us a song. All right. Uh, I've mentioned this group before on a previous podcast. I don't remember wh what we were talking about, but I'm going to talk about them here. Because if you are a fan of 80s music, specifically 80s pop music, then you'll like this band. They're called Bad Rabbits. And they make, eight, 
they make 80s pop but with a modern with with a modern sound like you even get the cheesy synthesizers and everything to go along with it <laughs> uh they've they've been out for well over a decade and they are their their sounds while while uh you know their sound does you know change from project to project which is not a complaint just an observation uh they're, they're they still keep that 80s aesthetic to it that kind of gives you that that feeling of nostalgia like you're listening to something that's old but it's not old it was it was just made a couple years ago um and they have a boatload of songs that that i could probably list here they have a really amazing cover of rihanna's love on the brain that i did that i would i would tell anyone to go listen to because the lead singer demonstrates his range on that song in such a way that it, it's it's really beautiful and kind of surprising because you're not expecting to get that kind of raw emotion and range from him uh but it's dope uh but the the song i want to put on here is a song called she's bad because it's just if we're talking summer here it's just a really it, it's just a really fun upbeat song designed to you know get you to dance and you know hopefully dance with your crush or partner or whomever and it's a really fun song i whenever whenever i'm just in a good mood like i don't mind i, I will put it on and just listen to it on loop if i'm not in a good mood i'll put this song on and it'll put me in, in a good mood and it'll just, it'll really just make me feel like damn i really wish i was just like dancing or just like out with some really with some with some good people like at a cookout or something with this playing in the background like it's a really great song uh it, it'll put you in a good mood it, it's fun to dance to and yeah she's bad bad rabbits nice yeah I, you you did mention them i can't remember what podcast it was but um i know what we were talking about we were talking about music so there you go <laughs> rambo what you got bud um let's see I don't know, man. Just going through my uh, my like stuff. How will I know by Whitney Houston? Um, Ooh, it's hard to beat an old like an '80s that's, Whitney track. Fuck, that's one of my favorite Whitney songs. It's yeah. I I want to dance with somebody, and how will I know? Are like just they're phenomenal songs. Um, it's like big hair, bright smile, Whitney Houston having a good old time. Um, you know, before all the coke. Yeah. Before, oh, there's so much cocaine involved. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pre Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, and I know there's been like, I've I've heard the, this debate about how like, no, no, she's the one who put him on drugs. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, okay, she, she had the money. Let's be honest here, okay? Bobby made the money, they, but like Whitney had the money. They both had plenty of money, and his drug pro- drug and alcohol problem did not start when she showed up. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man, um, that was definitely one that popped up uh, going through this list. I honestly, I'm just looking at my my liked songs uh, on Spotify. That and, was uh, shit to doing that. That's, that's that's the vibe that I want with this. Is like just shit that makes you happy, you know. And like there, there's there's so much bad shit going on in the world. Like yeah. I'm 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 so torn right now because I'm such a huge Capitals fan, and they've been playing like dog shit. And oh no. But at the same time, here's the thing, is it hasn't hit me like it has before for two reasons. One, there's a fucking quarantine because of a pandemic out there. And these guys are probably not really invested in it because they can't fucking see their family. So a lot of them are probably like, let's just end this shit so we can go home and see our kids and our yeah. wife. You know, like, get, get this the coach fucking out of here. 
But then here's the other thing too, okay? Uh, 38 years of suffering and watching these assholes lose all the time in the playoffs, teams they should beat. Um, a lot of that got wiped clean when they won the fucking Stanley Cup. Like, <laughs> I know people are like, yeah, but you, they should be good every year. And they sh they're professionals and they should have a commitment to, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, they won a cup. Like, we watched them choke away so many goddamn playoff series. And they finally won all of the playoff series. And they got to hoist the cup. They have carte blanche for at least five years before I start getting shitty with them again. So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm in right now. Like, and yeah. honestly, like when they play like dog shit, and I'm like, all right, I need to listen to something happy. And that's what I do. So, yeah, and and it's like we said before, they really shouldn't be playing right now no. anyway. Like, no. like none of these people should be playing. No. They should be home with their families, staying inside, staying safe, and like trying to do what little part they can to help stop the spread of this virus. So with them, with them lose, like with them lose, like I like, if like, if I feel guilty watching it, you know, I like I feel guilty. Why? Like as much as happy as I am, that sports are happening. And I like, I feel guilty watching it because they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to do this. No. They shouldn't have to go be in a bubble. They shouldn't have to go be away from their families they shouldn't have to be doing all this stuff for money because that's really that's really the only reason that they're doing it. No. Like, yeah, love of the game and all of that, and I'm sure they they want to, but like, I if if the money weren't the issue, none like none none of these leagues will be will be trying to happen right now, yeah. and they shouldn't because they're all billionaires. So they like they've got. Yeah, they 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 should none of this stuff should be happening. So, I'm okay with Caps probably about to lose. The Nats, uh, the Nats uh, having lost a ton of games. The Mystics started three and zero, then lost seven straight. Yeah. And like, like I just like I don't care because they shouldn't be they shouldn't be playing anyway. Yeah. So if them losing helps them to go home and be with their families and not have to not have to work and and do all this stuff to to make money while we're in a pandemic then i'm okay with that 100 percent. i want to bring up my next song um because M uh mc well that's you you just spoke the other guy rambo uh, <laughs> rambo you rambo you you conjured the 80s my friend and i'm going there too but with a twist so there's an album called um let me pull it up real quick here it's called Revamp. And what it is, is it's modern musicians covering Elton John songs. Ooh. And um, I, I had heard of her before because, you know, she did a couple songs here and there. She's featured on some other tracks. Like she does a track with Logic. Um, it's the, um, I can't remember, the name of the track is the phone number for the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, but her name is Alicia Cara. And she Cara. does, or Cara, Cara, yeah. Alicia Cara does a cover of, I guess that's why they call it the blues, which is like one of my favorite Elton John songs of all time. And that girl has got a fucking voice, dude. <laughs> like she sings the shit out of this song. And so it gives it a, I mean, like the Elton John version is good, but like hers is a little more soulful and like just a great cover in general. So you guys should definitely check it out. Um, well, it'll be on the playlist, so you can. What's um, the name of it again? The title? Uh, the, the album is called Revamp. Uh, the songs of Elton John and Bernie Taupin. But the song is, I guess that's why they call it The Blues by Alicia Carr. Does 
Yeah, it's a great song, but not only that, like just side note, the whole album, Someone Saved My Life by Mumford and Sons, um, Q-Tip and Demi Lovato covered Don't Go Breaking My Heart, um, The Killers do Mona Lisa and Mad Hatters, Queens of the Stone Age do Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, uh, fucking Miley Cyrus belts the shit out of some Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Fucking the only song off this album that will play for me right now is Ed Sheeran's cover of Candle in the Wind. Which is lame. <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit. <laughs> Shut up, Ed Sheeran, asshole. <laughs> the Chucky from Rugrats looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find a link for you somewhere else now since Spotify's being a butthole. Oh, YouTube. Yep, I'm sending you the link right now, and uh, and see. God, what is wrong with me tonight? What's wrong with you every night? I don't know, Rambo. Maybe I'm sad because I can't see you guys and hang out oh. like I wanted to. Because there was plans for the summer, dude, and they fucking ruined it. All right, I'm sending you the YouTube link right now. Um, uh, who's up next? Me. Yeah, do it. And it twice. So. Go ahead and list mine here. So we're, since we're doing summer, I just so happen to already have a summer uh, summer playlist. Um, I haven't updated it in like a year, but it's fine because I still love most of the songs that are on here. So the song I'll go I'll go with here that gives me uh, summertime vibes is by a man in his second career. In his first career, he's pretty well known and uh people were pretty sad when he decided to leave his first career as an nfl running back but arian foster oh my God. Oh, okay. has a second <laughs> career <laughs> i was like you're gonna it's gonna be a fucking Deion sanders song oh on gosh this no. playlist <laughs> no, oh gosh <laughs> he just joined racist ass barstool like i did know barstool is the fucking worst man gosh <sighs> i just I just, I just, I just can't. Um, but Arian Foster's had a second career post NFL. Uh, I mean, first of all, he, he has a his podcast now. What is? It was, it's, it's an, it's an amazing listen because he is a he is a very insightful dude who has a lot of different conversations about a, a lot of different subjects. And I don't, and, and I don't mean that in the sense of. He's 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 uh, one of these uh, people that'll uh, try to do like shock value stuff where it's like, oh, I'm just asking the question or blah, so, no type of stuff like that. Um, it's a very well it's a very well run podcast and I and I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to it. But through the podcast, I learned that he was also a musician and that he uh, at post retirement had been finally dedicating time to working on music and so he released his debut album two years ago uh, called Flamingo and Koval which are the, the streets that uh, Tupac was murdered on um, and he released it under his, his moniker Bobby Fino and you know I, ath- like athletes doing music 9 out of 10 times not going to be good like might be fun to listen to probably not going to be good but when you listen to this like if you if you didn't know like if, if you didn't know 
that he was formerly an athlete like you would have you would think that this project is one of the most refreshing uh projects that you uh one of the most refreshing hip-hop projects you'll you'll come across simply because it's a mix of some some sampling but he plays a lot of live instrumentation over it. So you get, uh, you get uh, a lot of keys, uh, no live drums, but like live bass, uh, some guitar, synths, and, and, and all types of stuff. And like, it, it's just, even if you were to take the lyrics out, like it, the, the, the musicality that goes into it, you can tell that it, it's like, this wasn't something that was made in five minutes. It wasn't just like, oh, I like this piano loop. I'm just gonna loop this and make a song to it. Like no, there, there's actual heart and dedication that, that that went into the actual music itself, uh, even before you get to the lyrics, which are which are by themselves great. Um, so he has this song called "Got It" on uh, on his project. It's kind of long because it's really two different songs meshed into one, and there's like this really beautiful string transition in the middle that 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 links part one to part two. Um, but it, it, it is just it's a beautiful song it feels like summer as soon as the sample and the drums start playing and it's and, and it's a song about literally saying hey once once i once i get myself together i'm gonna bring my people up together too like if i got it my family's got it my friends have got it because that's the kind of person i am and i feel like that's a message we can all we can all you know, we, we can all get beyond, right? You know, you, you also you always want to try to help your friends out when you can. And the song is wonderful. It feels like summer. The lyrics are great. The music itself is 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 great. And even though it's a really long song, I mean, it it feels like summer. you flip out a hat trick. Got the whole world doing backflips. You just doing you. And you always end up on somebody blacklist. though, even though I feel like I'm the only one that didn't skit. So all your friendships is in limbo. And you looking funny at your kinfolk, but it's all good. It's all hood. I'm always looking at the other side, like my mother's side. Like when my mother cried tears, cause her brother died here. Now it's real here, got a feel here. Nobody thought I'd get a bill here, and I'm still here. Even though I know I'm probably gonna be 50 in the wheelchair. But my fam good and my kids straight. 29 nice. and not an inmate. Nice. So Very these good. niggas couldn't dig. Rambo, what you got, bud? Uh, b -b 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 let's see. Um, do you want a cover or an original song? Ooh, we like cover songs here. Sure do. So I think we've talked about this before, but uh, there's an album called Come As You Are. And uh, much like Revamp, it is uh, all covers uh, a 20th anniversary tribute to Nirvana's Nevermind. You better tread lightly, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask MC about this. I've, I've definitely, like, I was like, some people don't have enough respect for Nirvana, and that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to look it up right now. You said, come as you are. Right. There is, uh, so it's, it's the entire album um, just covered by different artists. Uh, there's a couple of, of, of name artists on there that I recognize, um, but the one, the song on there that I like the most is one. Of, funny enough, one of my favorite Nirvana songs. Uh, it's called Terri "Territorial Pissings," uh, and it's done by a guy named Will Daly. And Will Daly is a piano rock guy, so it is a cover in the truest sense in terms of like this is somebody not just playing the song, but very much putting their own spin on it. To the point where he even includes Chris Novoselic's uh, um, 
you know, come on, people now. Like, that's part of the refrain at the end of the song. Um, Mike, I think you'll really like this. Um, But yeah, it is a... It it very much is different in terms of the way it's executed. Um, But all of the components are there. Um, Hang on, let me like this album so I can listen to the whole thing later. Okay, done. uh, Yeah, no. uh, uh, Will Daly, Territorial Pissings. dude i like it i think we'll all do one more song and then we'll uh good wrap up things here that was good shit i'll i i started listening to the will daily cover and i like it so far so that's a good sign uh i'm really protective over nirvana covers so like i i don't know why like i love that so many people love them that they want to cover them but like dude from puddle of mud <laughs> wanting to go after about a girl that's a hard song to sing brother and like he he struggled through that he really did Wes Scanlon who wanted to be Kurt Cobain his whole career yeah doing a Kurt Cobain song and not pulling it off <laughs> no it's like he had never sang it before it was really really sad um a band that I had heard of a bunch of times but never like loved um was soul coughing this is 90s we're going back to to the 90s thing um i put like a song here song there and then i ended up getting one of their albums back when i was a kid and i was like oh these guys are fucking good and i really fell in love with them and then they just disappeared and i'm like what happened to soul coughing and late to like early 2000s like getting into the 2010s uh the lead singer from soul coughing uh mike Doty, started doing his own stuff his own solo stuff and his solo shit is fantastic and there's two songs that i really really love of his one called i hear the bells which i've, I've talked about on the podcast before i actually used it as an intro song one time and there's another one called fort hood and um uh mike mike Doty's dad was a uh army officer so it makes sense that he's referencing fort hood because i'm sure that his dad was stationed there at one point or another and it's a really cool it's got this high school vibe where, it, like, at one point it talks about, like, hey, you should be in your prom dress um, smoking weed. Like, saying, like, these are the things that you should have gotten to do when you were a kid. And when I think of the summer, that's what I think of is being a kid and, like, all the fun things that I got to do. But also, too, he does a really cool, like, refrain from the uh, Age of Aquarius uh, Let the Sunshine In song. In the Let the Sunshine, he uses that in the song. And it's got its own take on it, and it's in a different key, but it's really cool.
So definitely check that out. It, it brings back a lot of the summer vibes, a lot of that like post high school, that first year after you graduate, like these are all these missed opportunities that I had. Like it's, it's a, a very chill, cool song that kind of fits with the vibe that we got going on here. MC Brooks, you're up big man. Or not? Did we lose him? Seeing? <laughs> oh, he's muted. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, sorry, I was on mute. Sorry, the my mute bad. Mute button strikes again. <sighs> um, <laughs> so I, I have so much stuff that I could, I could, I could go with here. Um, so I'm gonna end mine with two, and I'm, I just want to offer any commentary. Uh, the first, uh, the first being a really popular song right now very controversial song right now <laughs> something that's going to upset ben shapiro but not our ben shapiro <laughs> another ben shapiro nice uh that's cardi b and megan the stallion's wap because you know it's the greatest music video i've ever seen yeah um <laughs> saying uh <laughs> and um just to bring it home, the, the other song I'll mention here is I'm a big EDM fan, so I want to make sure that EDM gets represented on here. Um, there's a song that's not it's not even in English, so I guess we're, we're hitting the international fan base as well here, uh, called Pierdo Name by, I guess it's Dioro, Dioro, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's the producer, DJ, who created this song. And the song is entirely, it's entirely in Spanish, but it's a really fun kind of upbeat uh, house song that kind of just puts you in a good mood. I mean, like I said, everything I've chosen so far, like is stuff that just reminds me of summer. So this is something that just reminds me of just like summer house parties, just like with friends and whatnot, but like with house. Nice up. Rambo, what's your last track, bud? Um... Um, do you want something kind of R&B soulful or do you want something sort of fast paced rock hmm. MC since you're cultivating our list what what does our list need yeah a lot of rock today let's, 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 let's go the other route okay um, band is called City and Color the song is called Thirst uh, but it's the fancy British spelling of color with a U. Ooh. Yeah. Got to say it with your pinky raised in a monocle. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I don't know what the term is for it, but it has that very sort of minimal, um, like, so, so the, 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 uh, the verses pre-chorus are all sort of very bare bones drum and guitar um, and it's only when the chorus comes in that you get more of the full band um, so there's that sort of like staccato like stilted uh, minimalist thing um, but yeah it's it's just it just sounds fucking cool man like <laughs> in that <laughs> in that like you know very reserved kind of grown-up way um but fun um i don't know man i don't know how to talk and talk about music um i mean you're doing it you're good 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's it's I've I've yet to hear most of the songs I've mentioned today. I've not heard a single other track from these from the art the artists. Uh, it's it's all stuff that has just come up on recommendations. Um, but yeah, uh, Thirst by City and Color is a very like chill uh, um, kind of like 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 rock, but like '60s rock. Um, yeah. I think you'll dig it. Good stuff, man. I think we got a good start to this list, this playlist here. So, I have a job for you, listeners and enjoyers of all things GGR Pirate Radio. Add to this list. We're going to put it in the group chat, which you guys are awesome in the group chat, man. Thank you so much for listening, for contributing all the wonderful, enjoyable content that you guys do. We appreciate that. And because of that, I mean, it's, it's this awesome circle that happens. Like, we keep doing things here that we enjoy and we share it and then other people come up with other things and it like it's basically like this like loop of like laughing and joy and like we're we're all sharing it with each other and that's what ggr was all about and like every time i see people that i know from other walks of life like somebody i knew from high school interacting with somebody that i worked with in retail um, or somebody that um, I met through a friend of a friend becoming friends in the group is just, God, it's so awesome. And like, everybody is super supportive, man. This is this is, this is is the dream. This is what I wanted. And like, we're, we're seeing it in a small sample size, like grow day by day. And it's, it's just fucking dope, man. You can't ask for more when you're doing something like this. So thank you guys. Thank you, Rambo, MC. Like you guys just contribute a, a, a ton. Um, now, when it comes to the website, when it comes to the group, when it comes to Twitter, um, pretending to be a uh, reprogrammed robot who's running our Twitter account, um, <laughs> it's it, it's just a lot of fun, and that's that's why we do GGR. So, that being said, thank you guys, uh, listeners, for for being part of this. Thank you guys, GGR podcasters, James Rambo, MC Brooks, uh, Russ Brown when he pops on, uh, Ulysses Campbell. Haven't talked to him in a while. We got to have him back on the podcast. Uh, we've also got uh, Steve Monick, the guy who helped found this website. We got a, a big thanks to him. But guys, as always, try to do your part. Do something and try to make this world a little bit better. We're, we're trying to get through this stupid quarantine. Like Rambo, you shared something the other day that was that was brilliant. Like we need to just like all just commit to not going out anymore. Like just stop it. Like end it right now. We'll, we'll go through eight weeks or whatever we need to do to end this shit so that we can actually have like a functional holiday season like november december it would be nice if we could actually like go outside and see each other um we all got to commit to that and i think that's the only way that we're going to beat this so do what you can do your part wash your hands wear your masks and as always don't be a juice guy good night guys thank you for listening to ggr pirate radio Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy! If you enjoyed what you just heard, consider supporting us on Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon. And for only a few bucks a month, you get access to a ton of perks, such as early access to our weekly podcasts, additional content that is exclusive to Patreon, 
one-of-a-kind GGR merchandise, and much, much more. We appreciate the support of our fans and patrons, and remember folks, don't be a juice bag. <laughs>